Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. Tonight we're going to talk about the subject of flexibility. Which is a very easy subject because it's so flexible. Yeah, yeah. So flexibility, well, the opposite of flexibility is basically intolerance. Rigid. The yeah, the refusal mm -hmm. to uh, change, and the refusal to change always sends an invitation to entropy. It's a death knoll, the refusal to change, hmm. refusal. And um, all of that uh, resistance to change is uh, um, egoic to begin with. It is your um, ego is supposed to keep us separate. But yep. that's a really funny joke because there is no possibility that we are, are not individuals. It cannot be done. We will be individuals, period. So, but the entire of our society, this world, has become completely obsessed with individuality. You know, and so it's possible to become obsessed with uh, the fact that we're all the same, the fact that we're all yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it's so true. We have gotten into a place now where we are attempting to define our, ba define our boundaries. You hear a lot about the we, and, uh, or the me, and not enough about the we at times. Mm -hmm. And in our history, there's been a lot about the we and not enough about the me. And I've invited people to join the me we tribe where you can't, the me can't live without the we and the we can't live without the me. Mm -hmm. But this idea of uh, boundary enforcement, which uh, I mean, we talk about that a lot on the show. So it's not like we haven't said this ourselves. But it's about putting up your boundaries, not just being there totally available for people all the time. And I think that there is a lot of truth in that. And it serves us well to look at that in our life and get ourselves into balance. But swinging to the other pole isn't necessarily a good idea either. Because enforcing our boundaries, if you feel like you have to spend your life enforcing them, you're not living your life. You're becoming a policeman in your life. And so it sets up this great rigidity, and there's no more flexibility. And one of the things I, I wrote is it doesn't have to be any particular way. We've done shows on attachment to outcome. I know for a fact if I have my mindset that I want this and this and this to happen exactly a certain way, then all I'm doing is setting myself up to be disappointed and upset. It never fails. Well, that's that idealism. And, that's the yeah. other thing that's taken over our society is this. Uh, well, that rigidity, what yeah. that tends to do is um, prevents us, when we're enforcing this, it prevents us from having anything new come in our life. So what happens when we have to define everything and have no flexibility about something else, then there's no way to bring new things into our life because we've already defined it. Yeah. But that's safe, so I think people love to hang on to that. Well, people uh, really do seem to be obsessed with how not safe things are. That's another absurdity our society it's easy to is be that just. Way. <laughs> well, it is truly a safe universe, I grant you. Reincarnation may be in involved, but there has never been anybody who wasn't safe. It's never been done. I know this is an unpopular stance to take, and I don't really care because it's absolutely the truth. No, it uh, is safe. It is safe all the time, everywhere, no matter what. People have just been trained 
little children know how safe they are. That's the big problem with little children, so to speak. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Well, I've so, quoted this many times yeah. over the years, but we have two, two basic fundamental choices when we look into any of this. And the, it is the question of, am I safe within the universe, or is this a safe universe? And they sound alike, but they're very different. If you say mm -hmm. I'm safe within the universe, that means there are all kinds of places where you're not safe and you have to put up walls and separate, segregate yourself from it. If you say it's a safe universe, everything that happens then becomes safe. We may not like yes. it, we may not wish to create it, but it, it, it is all in the same place. And so that not having to pay those policemen to guard those borders and those yes. walls, I tell you, it is just, you get your energy back. Yeah, knowing that you're safe is an unbelievable amount of freedom and leads to nothing other than flexibility. This concept of not being safe is sold to us wholesale all the time. The news does nothing else than to sell you that you're not safe. Mm -hmm. It's time for major thought rebellion in the world. If we all just stopped paying any attention to anybody that was what ifing or however you want to express not being safe, and you just flat out owned that you were safe, I'm safe. You know, I, I won't be struck down by lightning unless I choose it. I won't get run over by a car unless I choose it. You know, and, and being aware of free will and aware of the fact that we do choose everything that happens opens one to an enormous flexibility. The opposite of it is always ego-driven. It's really, you know, we had talked so many times about the various search engines a human being uses. The first search engine evolved is, will this hurt? And <coughs> Religions do really sell that one because they're all about how you will be hurt. Okay, the next level up is uh, what did I do wrong? Another one that um, is sold to us by society in general. You cannot possibly have done anything wrong. Once you get past that one, then the next search engine up would be what's really going on and that's where you can actually get some gain. And another one that I was just thinking of this afternoon um, if something happens in front of you and you cannot figure out why that happened, search for whose ego is responsible for that. Some person driving themselves to be separate from everyone else is the author of whatever that was. Now, if you search for what ego created this, you have an amazingly powerful search engine. But the ultimate search engine that I've found to date is to ask why is this love so flexibility, adaptation, adaptation and evolution happen to be synonyms. The more you can adapt to a situation, the more evolved you are. And um, ascension, oh, pardon me, and uh, evolution and ascension are synonyms as well. The more easily you can recognize anything as a form of love, the more ascended you are the more rapidly you can get to the answer as to why this is love. The more evolved, the more ascended it is, the more adapted and the opposite of uh, inflexible that you are. Well, you, you brought up the idea of conflict, and I think that's important when we're talking about flexibility. If we often think of flexibility as uh, a weakness, like we are going to allow people to walk all over us, and it can look that way. If if our motive for being flexible is fear, then yeah, we're gonna be walked all over. But if your motive for being flexible is power and 
having new experiences in your life, well then that's a whole other scenario. Yeah. I created um, these cards about 10 years ago-ish, I don't, I don't know, it's probably been about that long at least, yeah. called Get Out of Conflict Free Cards. And how those came about was I was in the grocery store and some man cut right in front of me in line. And on one hand, I could, I could say, oh, you know, who cares, let him go first. It doesn't matter, whatever. But I probably would have felt like I didn't honor myself, I didn't stand up for myself. If I had said anything, got into an altercation with him, yeah, maybe I would have stood up for myself, but I tell you, sometimes that feels even worse than doing nothing. You get home, your stomach's all in knots, it's something you replay in your mind over and over. I thought there has to be a solution to this. So I created these cards that are called get out of conflict free cards, just like the get out of jail free cards in Monopoly. And on it, it says think peace, rise above it, be bigger than it, and it, and it explains this whole thing. that there is a third option, and it is just to take one of the get out of conflict free cards and say, I don't have to fight you and I don't have to give in to you. This is not a fight at all. I just transcend it. So that third, it was a card that gave you that third option, and I handed many out at the time, and I've still got tons at home if anybody wants any. It's a great thing to give your boss. One time a lady told me that she was in constant friction with her boss, and one day at lunch she just puts one of these cards on her desk she reads it and goes, okay. And they just made the agreement to transcend whatever that d the conflict was. Yeah. And so in order to do that, in order to even use, take advantage of and understand these get out of conflict free cards, one must have to be, be flexible. And that is how we evolved as a species, is the brain, the brain plasticity, which really is uh, ability to grow and, and being flexible. And our beliefs tend to hold us rigid. And so if we're going to be flexible, one then must confront limiting beliefs. It's just, I have to at that point. Oh, absolutely. And as always, we're live call-in, by the way. There's the call-in number right there. 571-749-1166 in case people are listening to this on podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you would like, call in with any kind of question you would care to ask of us. We're talking about uh, flexibility, which is another way of saying adaptation which is another way of saying evolution, uh, which is another way of saying ascension, uh, which is another way of saying the bigger picture. It goes on and on and on, uh, spiraling down in the opposite direction. The less flexible you are, the more rigid you are, the more uh, unwilling to change you are, the less evolved you are, the less adaptive you are, the less um, whatever well, the next level people, down is. People are very willing to see yoga as being a very great flexible tool for the body. I agree it is. And so yoga, what yoga does for the body in regard to flexibility, acceptance does in the mind. And there is a difference between the motive. And I think this is a critical piece. I mentioned it earlier. It's all about the motive. If you're doing something out of fear, then it's a very different thing. If you're accepting everything around you because you're afraid of a confrontation and you're afraid to take anything for yourself, that's a whole different game than if you accept it from a place of power, mm. knowing that everything that comes to you is going to be a gift. Yeah. So looking at it like that, that's when you really get the tool, the power, uh, the joystick in your hand of your life mm -hmm. from a creative standpoint. Yeah. Because until you're flexible, you're not going to really be a powerful creator consciously anyway. No, one has to be. 
It is basically the point. There is there's so many things to be said uh, uh, about we the human race and you know something funny really struck me uh, again this afternoon. You cannot say the word idiot and expect anyone to know who you're talking about because this is indeed the planet Earth. And when you say that idiot, you, you really ought to have a paintball gun, that idiot, because you're not going to know which idiot. Oh, that's on the way here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, either if somebody you could splat and say idiot, this could be fun. Wasn't it George Carlin that said anybody driving really fast is a maniac? Everybody driving really slow is a moron or an idiot or something. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And slower than you or faster than you is what Carlin yeah. said. Yeah. Well, I think interesting stuff. Another thing about the creating our reality, about the law of attraction and think and grow rich and that mentality. What we've done is we've put us this great charge to manifest exactly as we're envisioning something. And that's great. I'm not saying that that's out of place or whatever, but there's so much more to reality in our consciousness. And sometimes having things not manifest exactly as you envisioned is that opportunity for new things. I told this story a number of times that years ago, somebody gave me a plaid sweater that was kind of cinched at the bottom of the waist, not anything that I would ever pick out. So I tried it on and I really, it was comfortable and I liked it and I got so many compliments on it. I never would have opened up to that if I had rigidly held on to my vision of what I like to wear. And so if you don't open your mind and let new things in, you're not going to meet the new people. I hear a lot of people say that they get frustrated by the same dynamic with the people in their lives. But until you're ready to open up to something new, it is going to keep being recreated. So flexibility of mind, body, emotion, and spirit is essential. Yeah, and there's quite a bit of um, above our physical body. We, we're all aware of the emotional body and the uh, uh, chakras and the upper bodies, but there's many bodies above that mm -hmm. uh, that uh, are open to be explored, which we'll do in uh, Arcturian, uh, exploring yeah. bodies that go up all the way up to um, universal. But uh, that's another subject completely. The idea of uh, getting yourself to be more flexible, mm -hmm. okay. Um, so one of the tools by which you can become more flexible is to notice resistance in you. Once you've realized that you're resisting, you can first tap into the obvious conclusion that the resistance is the um, ego holding on to an attachment to outcome. And so that's a very good way to become rigid, hold on to an attachment to outcome. Now, when you are holding on to this, your ego is holding on to this attachment, uh, then there isn't the, the flowing. Um, uh, the ego is basically here to create us as separate from one another, but nobody has told the ego that it is not possible. We're all separate. It can't be anything else. We are all separate. Um, let's start looking at why it is we're all the same. That's a very different and highly diplomatic way to look at life, uh, well, recognizing us as the same, which will make you very flexible. Well, this is the playground of separate. Uh, it, it, we had to create a, a laboratory yeah. in order to be separate. I remember learning about the line of infinity 
and how there are points on the line and we exist between those points. And so that this whole reality is based on beginnings and endings. It is a reality that is designed to separate us from the infinite uh, in order to explore things that we can't explore when, when we're in the infinite. But that doesn't mean to deny the fact that there is the infinite or the oneness as well. And uh, well, it is something you know, use we both out- as tools instead of letting them create us. Yeah, it is something we outgrow. And uh, it's okay to outgrow. In fact, we love to outgrow things. I've always said that death is just a stage you're going through because you will be back. And yeah, you no, will I, be I at understand. Least marginally improved. Beliefs are hallways not, that you move through, not rooms you lock, your, lock the door to. But what I am saying is this reality is based on that. So the ego is not an enemy, but it is a tool, and you don't turn over the power to your hammer, you use the hammer for what hammers are good for and uh, various things like that. Anyway, so flexibility equals ease. Ease, being easy with things. Mm -hmm. I think that self-defense is moving in the wrong direction. Ascension is a transcending of the self, which is the ego self. That means it becomes bigger than. We were born in in the workshop of finiteness but we discover that finiteness as a limitation and grow bigger than it. Yeah, uh, in the thinking where flags are raised and you're thinking because something happened, uh, then you can attach a flag uh, to the idea that if something's upsetting you, you can arbitrarily increase your frequency level. You can quite easily just decide to function at a higher frequency. It's just a decision. Everything turns out to be just a decision, what decision you render. So having anything that upsets you trigger the flag, oh, I'm, if this is upsetting me, it is apparent that I'm functioning at a lower frequency. If you can get that thought to um, percolate in such a way that it sets off, oh, all I have to do is raise my frequency in this situation, and I'm out of it instantly. I'm at a higher frequency, it is that simple. And this is not difficult to do. Uh, We've more or less been taught that it is virtually impossible. You have to have some technique by which you raise your, no you don't, you just decide. No, no, you have to do yoga and you have to eat the right diet and you have to have uh, beet juice and carrot juice 65 times. Uh, da, 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 da. If you want your frequency, no, you just decide your frequency is higher. Now there are exercises, there are meditations, and there's maintaining a higher frequency is something that you commit to and begin to uh, create your life around a regime of becoming. And yes, of course, food and car- uh, carrot juice, everything helps, yes, absolutely. But it does come down to the idea that the frequency you are functioning at is your idea and that it is because of a decision that you made. And all you have to do is trigger yourself and have the decision standing by. There's no prep. I'm at a higher frequency now. Here, watch. Yeah, higher frequency. It's that simple. Wait, higher. Uh, Higher. Oh, please, no higher. (laughs) Yeah, and then you start giving off light. And then people run off the road looking at you. Now that's having fun. Well, it is true. It's a, it's a decision for yeah. sure. Um, if you uh, have ever watched one, uh, some of our old shows where we talked about rife technology and the principles of entrainment, 
if you have a thought, your whole field is going to entrain to the thought. That's just the way we work. Sure. So if you hold that higher thought. Now, another thing, uh, I know you were saying when you get upset, you uh, put your mind at that frequency and let the body upgrade to it, which I highly recommend. In my psychic development series, we go into how to raise your vibration before you do such things, because whatever vibration you are existing on, certain things live on that vibration. And if you don't choose to experience the things that live on that vibration, you go to another one. For, for Well, there's a lot of uh, examples of that. But um, uh, pulling yourself up to the seventh level is uh, something that I suggest. If you picture a seventh level building, and at, on the first level is where we perceive demons and fear and all this kind of stuff. And if you just imagine getting on an elevator and going up to the seventh floor, it, it's like it's all your angels talking to you, but if you're at a lower frequency, you're going to perceive it as something negative. So all you have to do is go up to a higher frequency. And there yeah, was yeah. Uh, something you were saying that I, I would like to comment on before we go further. Uh, you were just Comment. talking about uh, raising your frequency. Yeah. Well, there are things you can do to assist you to raise your frequency. Something. The, the diet you eat definitely will affect. Oh, oh you were the saying The environment that, affects your right, frequency. You were saying that, that you raise your frequency when you're upset. Another thing that can also work when you're upset is to look for the program that is holding you in that frequency of upset. Mm -hmm. Rather than maybe pulling yourself out of its grips and going there, which has its value. But if you confront and look at what is the belief that's holding you there, there's no tangling with it and you can actually fix it and not have to redo this over and over again every time you get into a similar circumstance. It's to go deal with that belief that's holding you there. Mm -hmm. Do we have a call? No. Oh. Uh uh, oh, that's true. Please call in. We have so much to offer. We would love it oh, if you, you would ask questions um, of us because this is your opportunity to hear at least two opinions on whatever your question might be uh, because so many of us have, um, there isn't quite the quality of education we would love. Uh, there is no, uh, we, even with the net, it's not like uh, you can dial up um, some question about uh, you know why did that why did that happen? Uh, perhaps there is, but not that I know of. So I wanted to say that the um, body will follow the mind, okay, and then that the mind follows the consciousness, and that the consciousness is the generator of the universe. So therein is a pathway by which you can from the uh, Arcturians. Therein is a pathway by which we can find ourselves at a much, 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 much higher frequency, really rather instantaneously. Mm. And uh, in going there and becoming comfortable there. And uh, there's been what? so many, many years ago, I had a client where we talked for however long the session was, and the conclusion was drawn that they were not afraid to die, but that indeed they were afraid of life. And so that's a very interesting one uh, because um, as long as you're living, you may as well live as opposed to not, which makes perfect sense to me. Anyhow, that all fits in the finding yourself uh, 
all the way up to the uh, higher levels. Of well, it, it's definitely true. One must go you. into self and let go of those beliefs that are holding you in that. In that, mm -hmm. I mean, just beliefs early on in our life. Uh, if we get experiences or have experiences, and authority figures tell us we're not lovable, uh, what happens is it becomes a belief that then will impact every step you take throughout your life. So it's really important to look at the software installed in your head. Otherwise, yeah, maybe you could bypass it here and there, but it's always going to come back until you do something about it. And I know a lot of people have disagreed with me on the subject over the years, but I really feel in everything that I have done and researched in all my life that, that we really must do that. And it's not a chore. It's not going in there and laying each brick at a time. Uh, I, I, I gave the analogy of a leaning tower of Pisa. People think self-work is to take every brick and relay it straight. It's not. It's to go down and, and get the foundation straight and the building writes itself. It's actually very easy if you know where to go. Go right into the network closet of the biology of your body, mind, emotion, and spirit, and there is a lot to be done there. Something I wanted to bring up in, in this idea of flexibility, it jumped out in my mind that there the opposite of being that, that flexibility aspect or the acceptance aspect of us is the rebel. Now, neither is going to be the optimum thing if it doesn't have its counterpart. But the idea is to get them less far apart and, and more closer together and more tempered by the opposite. And uh, I was uh, recently having dinner somewhere and I uh, overheard uh, just you know it's impossible not to overhear if you're sitting two inches away from someone and this one member at the table just seemed to be in a constant disagreement with everything that was going on here would you like to have this appetite no let's do this one okay and so everybody at the table f flexed uh, to her and that it just seemed to be after a while almost like uh, the rebelliousness of the one became a dictator at the table and so if you don't have a bit of your own rebel, you will find yourself being flexible out of fear or just feeling like you don't have a right to say anything. But if you let the rebel take over, you become the skeptic. And the skeptic can never be convinced, no matter how many times we argue, because they are vested in not believing in that. So I would give you guys this uh, exercise for the week or however long you choose to do it. At any given point during the day, uh, or if you write in a journal at night, just make note of was there any battle between your, between your rebel and your flexible, or your, your acceptor, and which part of you, or which part uh, ran uh, certain interactions with other people, which one was in charge. Just start learning about those two facets of yourself, and it's by doing that that you become the third observing perspective. And you can make a lot of changes in your life based on that. Yeah, very important thing to do. Yeah, I was, I was seeing it just well so put. crystal clear. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, we have a lot of, um, you know, where we see things so very crystal clear, the, the idea is to be able to keep uh, up with it. And uh, let me say again, please do call in because this is your opportunity uh, to find out things about you specifically you might like to know about. You know, you don't have to uh, tag your name to the conversation. You don't have to do anything. Just what would it mean if, and outline a set of circumstance. It doesn't have to be you as such. Just hear what it has to say. And then what it is you ask, 
uh, will serve many other thousand people watching because there's, um, we are one thing, we, the human race, are one thing. If you ask a question that is very um, telling to you, it'll be telling to countless other people. It is uh, our nature, it is who we are. Beginning to think that we are all one thing instead of separate uh, is the uh, point at which we can move into uh, a much more aware society, a much more aware world than the one we're living in. There's been um, uh, so many opportunities that have been passed on by uh, humanity. It's oh. time for us to get on the ball. Yes, I, I thought, um, if you don't mind, maybe I'd just make a couple little announcements sure. before I, uh, so they don't slip my mind. But I've recorded a dream series online uh, that is available now. It's a five-class class, and it's very informative all the way from how to get good sleep and how to interpret your dreams and everything in between and how, how to uh, uncover your own personal symbolism. And if you are interested, I will post a link on my website. It's uh, uh, on another, it's on a different website, but that's available now. It's all been complete and it's posted and all that. And also we are doing a Serpent Mound trip uh, May 31st through June 3rd or something like that. Uh, it's, that's on the website. It, it's, uh, it's always just a wonderfully sacred time. So if you've been thinking about going, you may wish to kind of join in on this because uh, not sure how many times we'll be doing this in the future. So if you really have been thinking about it, this would be the time to act. Yeah, and we're going to be at, uh, was it Unity where we're going to? Oh, thank you. Yes, that yeah. was the other thing. Mm -hmm. Unity on the 17th, the Unity Church in Vienna uh, is having a short, uh, like a small little health fair that we will be at. Neville will be doing a talk on his book. I'll be doing some readings and we'll have a booth there. So stop by and say hi and visit some of the other folks there. Yeah, that ought It'll to be, be great fun. fun. It seems like there are other things. The ball event is coming up. The ball event, and uh, I have not published the date yet, but it's the okay. weekend after the 17th. So I'll get that up soon. Yeah, the uh, balls offer a frequency and it could be very easily understood that the frequency is a form of nourishment for us uh, because we live in a world of very discordant sounds. If you've been on the Beltway, if you've heard people screaming at each other, the, the world is just covered in these little, and they're truly anti-vitality. They take your life force from you, these discordant sounds that we're bathed in constantly. Um, uh, even the, the electronics chirping like that, it, it just uh, takes the, um, you, you leave your world of uh, meditation and then you're dumped into a <coughs> um, lower frequency. So the idea of coming and experiencing the balls will be food, will be the process by which you can raise your consciousness. That's our whole point is raising consciousness. You plant consciousness seeds well, and then been, they grow. That's true. Uh, we've been doing the balls for 15 years and We've really got it refined to um, quite an, a wonderful night of oh, yeah. sound and color. I have been playing around with uh, color things, and mm -hmm. uh, and it's really multiple um, 
different things that you get to experience. Mm -hmm. First, uh, I do a concert of the bowls, then the tuning forks, then you do one, and then we do the big baseball to ground. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of different things we do. It's fun. Yeah. We could consider lights in that also, but we'll talk about that later. But I've uh, already done that the last several months. So that's really No, I wonderful. meant the, uh, okay. Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so uh, something else I thought would be fun is when we are, like if you're observing this, you have a point of view and it's based on all of your history and everything that you've seen and felt. I had a meditation a number of years back where I was taken and taken into someone else and I didn't know who, and I was able to see the world through their eyes. Now I'm not saying I went as me and looked through their eyes and went, oh, that's interesting, that's different. I became them and saw the world through their eyes based on all of their associations. And when it came to, it, it looked like the eyes opened and I looked around, I saw a lamp and I realized that the lamp to this guy was completely different frame of reference than the lamp to me. When I grew up, my parents had the seats in the living room with the lamp because they loved to read and that they could see better. And so the lamp represented this focal point of excitement, but with him it was just this background thing. And I saw that we all think of even the very objects around us so utterly different. It's amazing that we can hold a conversation and still reference the same thing. And so I am challenging you to go through your day tomorrow and at least once have a completely different point of view. Completely different point of view. So if you're talking to your boss and it's always, oh, he's giving me more, more work to do, look at it as your boss has all the stuff that he or she has to delegate and it's always uncomfortable meeting up with other people's resistance. Like maybe that's a, a point of view you didn't have. A different point of view. DPOV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting. You look very excited. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to be doing more crystal events in the future. And um, what else? Working on the new writing, working on all of this. Uh, yeah, lots yeah. of stuff. Uh, well, you're going to be leading the Arcturian meditations coming up, which yeah, very I'm very excited about. To that. I've been getting, as you have too, but I've been getting, uh, we've been doing oh, this nightly. astounding things, yeah. Uh, I've been getting so much information, powerful. Mm -hmm. I shared on our 700th anniversary show mm -hmm. about uh, they were showing two crystals and they bang and there was a spark. It's like, that's their method of procreation. And I said, what? And, and what they meant by that was, Every time there's a conflict or there are two forces converging and it creates that spark, that spark is a new thing. It's a new life. What we tend to do is never notice that. We get hung up in the conflict mm -hmm. or the, the impact point. Yeah. Take your attention. That could be a new point of view exercise. Take your attention off the point of impact and the spark. Put your point of view. Mm -hmm. Look at the spark. Yeah, the third point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always a third point of view. That's, uh, there's uh, the edge of the coin. Everybody will say, oh, two sides of the coin, which is what everyone says. There's also the edge. There's the third point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of the trinities that we've discussed over so many years, 
it, it is time. The human race, as far as I can tell, is going to steadfastly remain bipolar where there is just this good evil and you have to combat evil and champion good and this just keeps going. It's not interesting. Third point of view, whatever the opposites are, there's another thought that will get you to recognize the opposites as the same thing. And hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, this is Leslie. Leslie, what can hi. we do for you? You know, I had an experience quite a while ago and I just wanted to see what your take on it was. It was very mm -hmm. strange. And uh, I had gone to dinner with a friend of mine and uh, it was um, in a restaurant and it was on the basement level so it was sort of dark and there were candles on the table so there wasn't a lot of light. And we were having kind of an in-depth, intense conversation. And we both kind of kind of stopped for a second and we looked out into the restaurant and everything had stopped. The people were stopped, I mean, like on the twilight zone, the fork in the air, I mean, everything was stopped. And I looked back at him to see if he saw it and his eyes were big as saucers. And we looked out again and everything was moving. And I just wondered what your take on that was. Wow. Well, that is called a time blip. That is the name for that, where there's a moment frozen. Um, things change in that moment. The question to ask yourself then with clarity of mind, where do you have that experience again, what was, there was differences between before and after of that moment. Uh, when this thing, li I literally got slammed with this uh, because I had, um, opened the sliding door, gone out, come back in, and then I was going out again and the door was closed. And I slammed right into it and I didn't close it and there was no other person to have closed it. It was closed and then in just meditation, perhaps a day later, I recognized that the whole frame, not of the door, the frame of the event had um, happened, uh, The door closed. The door was closed a minute ago, but then it was closed again, so it had <coughs> done this blip in time. So the question then becomes, what was different in the restaurant before and after that moment besides the guy's eyes becoming like saucers and the person with the frozen fork then suddenly continues to move? There was something else to be noted in that. So if you get the opportunity, meditate on that and asked to be shown what happened and how did that work. And the, another huge question involved in this is why? Why was that? So when I asked why about the door, uh, it was told so that I was told so that I could assist other people to know this sort of thing. And then there was this grand treatise with a lot of mathematics about uh, solar flare and the fact that some celestial, tiny celestial body had impacted the sun that set off this ripple that caused this to effect to occur. But because uh, I really wanted to know, you know, uh, what happened there. Okay, and it just closed the door, just moved hmm. it in time. It yeah. didn't move the door, I, it moved the time around it. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, I've had experiences similar to that and I think it's very interesting. But, um, gosh, I don't have my glasses. I wrote all the, okay, so basically that is very true. Uh, when I have had those sorts of experiences, I see them as convergence points. So let's picture for a moment that we have parallel realities. And every time we make a new decision, we go into a new world. 
and that happens all the time. I think when we make really big decisions, like I had a death experience um, where I was in a car accident, or I, I almost was, and there was no place to go, but the moment slowed down, and I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to refrain to go into that whole story, even though it's very interesting. Yeah, go ahead. And, um, well, I had always found, a, I've done divination since I was a small child, and as children, we ask silly things like, how old will I be when I die? And, and it would always say 36. And so years later, fast forward, I forgot about all that other stuff. But I was in my car, and I was 36. And I was driving down this road. It was very narrow. And this GTO, if you guys know how big those are, and I was in a Chevette, came barreling down about 55, 50 miles an hour at me. There was nowhere to pull over. And I realized that that was a moment, an exit point, so it's one of these profound convergence points that I'm going to reference with your experience in a minute. I made a decision to not leave. And at the decision, the screeching tire stopped, and our cars, like somebody picked them up and moved him over, and we floated past each other. The brakes started screeching again, and we came to a halt. And I remember his face. He had a goatee, and he was terrified. And we both just came to a stop and tried to recover ourselves. So that was a convergence point. I have found that when there are these really important decisions, and so definitely go back and look at what you were talking about that night, particularly if you were lost in a conversation, because I think you made a very powerful new decision that night or during that that may not have been apparent in the context of your conversation, but maybe it was. But in the larger context of your life, I think it was a big one. And so what you did is there was that break and you went into the parallel universe that reflected that decision. And we could say every decision we make has a small little parallel path reality that we step into, but I think there are definitely those major ones that change yeah. us forevermore in, into uh, a new path. Yeah, Leslie, is the guy still around? Do you still know him? No, I don't, unfortunately. But it, it's interesting with him because when I first met him, I, I walked up and I heard this really cute guy was working downstairs. I had to go check him out. And when I walked up, I had the distinct impression that time stopped. And I don't know how to tell you how that I felt that, but I did feel it. I never mentioned it. And I started dating him about three weeks later. And one day he says to me, did you notice the first time we saw each other that time stopped? I said, get out. You saw that. And so yeah. there was twice when I knew him that... I had the experience of seeing time stop, and I haven't had that experience since. Well, you know, there's another facet to that, Leslie, with, since you shared that, which thank you. Uh, when I have had experiences with people from past lives that are going to be significant players in some way, uh, and it may not be apparent in the physical interaction, but there's something that people come back together to do that makes significant shifts. I've had that very experience, even, even if it's just a Location. What's so funny? Oh, uh, I, there's this the song. Uh, uh, when I saw her face or something, the room stood still. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a song with that line in but it. But I think I think you guys definitely had a past life connection. Yeah. So wow, what a great great uh, call. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's Brit. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Leslie. 
Oh, yeah. Trigger hey, happy. Hey, give, give the guy a call if you still have his number or whatever. Give him a call. There's something more to that that wasn't just or, what it seemed. Or just watch how your life or how you have changed since that relationship. Yeah, there's because a lot going we on. We really do come in and ignite and start a lot of things. And it doesn't have to be that we have to have a continuing relationship either. Yeah. Or it could be. I don't know. Okay. I would just check it out if for no other reason than to see what happened to him on the other side of it. And the duck is upon us. There's quackers. Cheese and quackers. All right. Here's and duck here come the duck. Okay, I got romance and candlelight, warm fires and open hearts. Love is surrounding you right now. Are you ready to go deeper? So and maybe that's for you, Leslie. <laughs> Who knows? And past life experiences are coming to the surface. All right, Leslie, this is proof now. Explore how this influences you now. And this is from Mary's Magical Message Deck. If you'd like to play with those, they're online for free to play with. All yeah. four of my decks are. Mm-hmm. That was, wow, what, those two, Leslie, that amazing? thank you for calling in. That was Wasn't a that magnificent amazing? moment there. We appreciate that. That's what I was saying. You know, we, we can be of service to so many people, and this is a place where you can be unbelievably safe about uh, asking things that you would not ask anybody else under mm -hmm. any circumstance. And you'll hear, as you did, two opinions at least on what exactly was going on and how did that work and all the rest of the et cetera's that are associated with that. Remember, but there's more than one correct answer. Always. There's an infinite number. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith, hey, what can Edith. we do for you? I'm just calling for a reading from Mary, and I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay. First card is knowledge. Uh, you know, what came to my mind is something you had said, Neville, uh -oh. that you can know a hundred yoga positions, but until you do yoga, you don't really know yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, well, with this, I feel like this is a time of gathering knowledge, but it's knowledge uh, about you and your power as well. So um, there is something very powerful about how we act out or execute the knowledge that we have, how we convert it to wisdom and experience. And it feels like there's a guide around you that's helping you to understand that right now and that there is awakening, new things coming up. And this feels like opportunities are going to be uh, being brought with that sunshine as well. And then the commitment with self. I have this person reaching out of the mirror and into the mirror that really you have to make friends with yourself at the end of the day. And that knowledge is everything we learn, everything we do is teaching us about us. It may look like it's teaching us about other things. So I would say start really looking at the things in your life as a mirror. Uh, I know we talk about that a lot on the show, but I feel like it's particularly important right now because it's going to give you a lot of insight into old dramas, let's just say. Okay, well, old thank you. Old dramas, yeah. Drama. And we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays, by the way, if you'd like to join us, provided this is indeed Thursday the 8th. And um, uh, do feel free to come by. And uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Amanda, and I'm calling for a reading. Hi. Well, thank you for calling. And I'll mm -hmm. take it off the air. Okay, sure. great. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Oh, I thought that was the same card. It's dreams. 
That's very <laughs> well, dreamy. I, I was saying that I have a dream series that's now posted for sale, um, you know, for listening and all that. But there, in the advanced part, which I haven't recorded yet, I have techniques for remembering your dreams where you, when you don't remember your dreams, for interpreting dreams you don't remember and such. At any rate, I feel like even if you don't feel connected to your dreams right now, go ahead and write something down every morning because there's a lot coming through. And I almost feel like there's a energy of a woman that uh, could be someone in spirit that you know or somebody that you're close to uh, that has been like maybe showing up or will be showing up in your dreams. There's a lot to be had, basically. So allow yourself to um, explore that. And the new direction can be talking about a fork in the road in lots of areas of your life, at work and in your personal life. And so uh, it's a good thing. It's things that you've been calling to you. So it's like, yay, now is time. And then the family. So that's interesting. I was getting with that first card that there may be a family member looking to connect. But I'm not sure if there is some holiday or, or, or I guess Mother's Day is coming up. But, but if there's some kind of uh, a family notable event coming up, I just feel like there's a, a lot of love and, and convergence there around that. Excellent. I and, uh, the voice. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Suzanne. How are you? Good. Hey, how are you? What can we do for you? Well, great show, as thank usual. Oh, I was you. calling just to find out if I can get a reading from Mary and if so I can uh, take my answer off the air. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Feel free if you have anything you wanted to add. Well, look, this is um, the topic of the show tonight. As a matter of fact, how we came up with the topic is I pulled a card out of this deck, and this is the card I pulled. Mm -hmm. I did it in my mind rather than physically the card. So what this is saying is pretty much everything we've been talking about tonight is to remain flexible. And it's amazing what beautiful synchronicities show up in your life, that there are times for that rigidity and that putting your foot down of the rebel. But this is a time for more of an acceptance. And since the friendship card is there, it's like maybe more uh, along the lines of your personal relationships. These two little flowers are growing in the same pot. And they could fight. Oh, you're taking up the dirt from me. You're blocking me from the rain or uh, my roots from getting rain. Or they could just choose to work together. And so it feels like your best way to catch the flies with honey or, or whatever that expression is. Now is a time to really be bigger and you're going to accomplish more than being smaller. And what that's going to do also is serve to awaken other people to who you really are. It feels like there might be people that don't really see you and that can get frustrating. And when we're not seen, what we tend to do is get more condensed and so we're seeing even less. And so by you being more expansive right now, there's uh, some recognition coming your way. So thank Excellent. you. And uh, hi caller, what's your name please? My name is Dottie Thompson. Oh, hey. <laughs> How are you? Dottie. I'm, I'm good now that I'm talking to you. Oh, it's been so long. We yeah. love you. It's so good to hear from you. Uh, yes, I just love you guys. Oh, you too. And um, I just wondered if you could pull me a quick card because you know what's going on here. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Say hi to all the... Uh, Cats and, cats. Yes, cats and dogs. <laughs> I wasn't sure exactly. Dottie is that a, a wonderfully expanded. humane uh, human to animals, for sure. 
Okay, the personal best, this idea, I got the idea from this card from the movie of the same title, Personal Best. It was about an uh, Olympic runner and she was so tired of competing with everyone and she didn't like it. It, it, it pulled her back, she didn't enjoy running anymore until she realized that she was gonna only compete with herself, just compete with her personal best time, that's all. And so what I feel this card is telling you is just forget what you know to be true in the circumstance that you're in and yeah. just let it go and, and just do the best you can and not compare it to anything. And I feel like there's going to be something that's going to come that yeah. is going to take you to a place that's better and more yeah. stable. And yeah. this awakening, I think that uh, you have been leading a very spiritual life. I know we, I can say we all do, but yours has been like exoskeleton rather than internal. Wow. And, um, <laughs> Thank you, and Mary. so sometimes, sometimes it, it can be painful when your skeleton's outside. <laughs> I'll just use the same analogy. <laughs> so what it's saying is just know that these things are, are taking you somewhere. Yes. And that there is great healing. You know that light, I was seeing a light shining on you and this healing card is saying that the worst of it is over actually. And, yep. I, and I don't think that it's going to get to the place where you may think that it's going to get to. Uh, I know that. I, I just love hearing it from you. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you. It's so good to hear your voice. And it's good to hear you too, mm. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Love you guys. Yeah, love let us too. know when you're in town again. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I oh, will do that. Oh, we'd try love to, make to see a special you. Trip. Thank okay. you. All right, excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we have, bye bye. We're all set. So we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly if you'd like to see us in person or persona, however that works. And um, however many of us we, we, we may be at that point. And uh, what else? Crystals are always around. I don't know where. Oh, we're going to be having a crystal sale coming up. Yeah. Like a of, uh, private crystal sale. Like, yeah, you know. of some of the great things we've collected over the years. So if and anybody's interested, email and I'll put you on the list of the announcement. Mm hmm. And let's see, there's been so much going on. The. Um, all the studying, I seem to have fallen back into a period of study, which has been characteristic of my life. But that's really taken me up the last uh, while here. That's wonderful. It's, yeah, well, it'll reach critical mass. You've also for, done some beautiful paintings. Oh, art. Yeah, art and study seems to be the two things that occupy me lately. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a working on another one. That's the uh, if people saw they listen to your heart. So I'm now doing the listening to your heart tree, which is a mirror image in that you would think you're going to go and talk to the tree, but it's actually you're going to listen to the tree, but it looks like, you'll see, uh, that's not complicated at all in my mind, that was all prima facie, mm -hmm. just right there, and I defined every bit of it clearly. I see you see that, okay, fine. Well, we Come to Ruby's, come on, you're not doing anything, come on, let's go, we'll have fun, you promise. See, what else? Uh, Serpent Mound. Serpent Mound is one of the hottest things we ever do because um, we were saying the body is affected by the circumstance around it. That's the truth of the matter. You slam somebody in jail, that affects them. You put somebody on a, a tropical island with uh, uh, Ginger room and service. Marianne. Yeah, uh, that affects them. <laughs> it affects the environment them. affects. So the environment in the Serpent Mound is unparalleled. You could find something similar maybe in the uh, you know, Cairo and, and it is Keops true. and so forth. The Serpent Mound, but a lot of it is just the synergy 
of the group too. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, it's like absolutely. the two when they get together. It's really beautiful. It I quite is. agree. Okay, well, that is, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show. So we'd like to thank everybody for watching and for calling. And we love you very much. And uh, it's so good to hear from people. And we're very grateful for the calls. And check out the website, telepathictv.com. There are meditations. My, all four of There's my decks are everything. there. You can look at Neville's art. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff up there. And so we'd love for you to play around it. Mm -hmm. So it's our joy and honor right. to take you to the door. Go through the door. Just go. Just, Just do it. Go. Just go. do it. And up goes your frequency. Thank you.